amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Over the airwaves, you're listening to JC Hawks Radio. Part of the WDFL Radio Network. I am your host, JC Hawks. Tonight on the show, we have Nate Lewis. He's a personal trainer for 35 years and owner of the U.S. Sports Radio. He'll be coming on to discuss what players should be doing off season to prepare for next season. Also, uh, listen to a segment on team ownership and what actually are the costs of owning a team. I'll have a segment a little bit later on uh, tonight. So tonight on the show, um, I was looking at uh, 1,000 Mics. I don't know if you ever heard of 1,000 Mics. It was actually an audio broadcast that many uh, people had done game broadcasts, and actually we had a program on on that show as well. And unfortunately, um, they actually just – I don't know if they had an announcement saying that they were going to be ending the station. I don't know if, uh, you know, people got to download all their shows. But they posted on their blog, it was on July 29th, that uh, they were no longer running the service. So they thanked their, you know, their um, broadcasters, you know, for participating all these years. But uh, unfortunately, some of our shows were even lost. I had some audio game broadcasts on that show. Uh, We even did a few in in Canada, um, the women's league out there. They had actually done some broadcasts for us. But unfortunately, you know, I'm sorry to see that site go because we were going to utilize that show or that um, website next year for the audio game broadcast for 2018. So if, to get a hold of us, if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at jc at jchawks.com. We're on Twitter at jc underscore hawks. And if you want to reach me by telephone, you can 24-hour text me or call me during normal business hours at area code 916-238-5010. And you can find us on Facebook at jchawksradio. And uh, it looks like Nate is on the air. Let's let's open up the line a little bit early, and then we'll um, talk about other things after after the segments. Hey, Nate, are you on the air? Yes, ma'am. Right here with you. How you doing today? Oh, pretty good, indeed. You know, it's a, it's a great day good. out here at my home base of Washington D.C. And uh, you know, this one day it's not raining for a change. No, it's not raining. Yeah, last time I think we actually. Uh, came across one another was at one of the championship games and I think it was part of the 
IWFL championship game. I'm trying to think what year that was. Uh, that was that was I, I, I know exactly what that was. That was that was 2009 in Austin, Texas. In Austin, Texas, and then we actually got together in 2008 at uh, in New York. That's when the DC Divas were playing the New York Sharks, and that was another time that's right. that we met up. Yeah. <laughs> so we have good times. Yep. Now I was talking to you because um, you're a personal trainer and or a trainer mm-hmm. now. And you also do some segments on U.S. Sports Radio on training and health and fitness. And so I actually wanted you on the air because the season's over. It's been about two weeks. Players, you know, they're probably recouping. You know, they can't believe, Mm -hmm. oh, no, what am I going to do on Saturday? So, you know, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what players should be doing and and players that want to be players, you know, for the new new players. What should they be doing off-season in order to prepare for mm. next season. Well, I know we don't have three hours to talk about this because we haven't. Uh, that, 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 <laughs> you know what, what you what you ask could could you know could be covered in that. Um, but I, I should just let it be known that, uh, that they, you know I'm also a strength and conditioning consultant uh, to the DC Divas. Been doing that for four years, and uh, you know and, and and helping you know do just this very thing. Um, you know, there is no co- one cookie-cutter way to go about it, uh, but so what, I'm a, uh, what I think I'll start with is giving you some of the, uh, the, the uh, basics. Um, you know, players that come off, you know, let's say some who, uh, who didn't make the playoffs. So, you know, some of those, that, you know, in the, in, the, in the different women's leagues are, you know, probably been off for about a month now uh, you know, or more. Um, and now, you know, I believe that would be the uh, the majority. Now, you know, now many of them, if I was coaching them, they would have already started their their off season uh, program. But uh, let's just take it from the standpoint of those who have uh, you know have, have finished in the last couple of weeks. Uh, the first thing you want to do is you know assess where you are. You know, uh, the season's long. You know, some of these uh, these leagues now. You know, I know that the the, the norm for the women's game was a was an eight game regular season. Now some are playing nine and ten. Uh, some are playing uh, preseason games and scrimmages as well. So, you know, that's going to be a lot of uh, wear and tear on your body. I think the first thing you do is, is that we do any kind of injury or ailment um, assessment. And that's just, you know, that's just basically everything from, uh, from, from, from how you feel. Um, you know, if you, you know, if it's, if it's easy for you to do your stretches and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, because a, a lot of times these ailments can be hidden. You know, you can have, uh, some issue with knees and elbows and, jo- and other joints that are uh, that are, are, are hidden there. So the first thing that should be addressed is what I call, you know, the uh, you know let's, let's deal with the walking wounded. You know, those who are you know um, because I, you know I, I've, I've worked with athletes at all levels, and particularly in American football, and you know you, you'd be amazed at the ailments that become injuries later because they aren't addressed uh, in the um, in, in the off season. Um, with that being said, you know, your first, let's say uh, the first 12 weeks, which would be three months uh, from the, uh, the season out, take about a week off after your last game. Um, and then uh, we'll, we'll work on, far, as far as strength goes, uh, just basic strength and power. I always uh, have all my athletes go through a basic strength and power program. And all that means is just simply, um, uh, you know, depending on how often, you know, that, that, you know, that we're training, always recommend as far as strength training a minimum of two times a week. Uh, your uh, conditioning or what's commonly referred to as cardio, uh, we would do as many times as, as three times a week. But, uh, you know, and then I have some athletes who obviously vary those. Um, but we're going to be working on some of the basic movements, you know, your squats, deadlift, bench press, 
um, you know, throw in some body weight there as well. But it's going to be basically uh, low volume, but uh, the weights will be just high enough, you know, and, of course, depending on where we're starting from. Uh, and, that, and, and then, of course, on top of the conditioning as well, there will be a lot of flexibility at this time here because, again, you know, the bodies will be in recovery mode. And particularly if you look at a league like uh, the one that we're most familiar with, and that is now the WFA, you know, you've got some players who are, um, you know, who are playing well into their 40s. So, you know, um, that's not necessarily, you know, uh, you know the, the, as, as they dip into the fountain of youth, they're going to need more recovery time. And so, you know, that, uh, that, that has to be considered uh, as, as well. So the basic, like the first 12 weeks will be, uh, those uh, you know those strength and power programs. And by the time we get to the end of that 12-week period, we get close to you know around the uh, middle of fall, uh, maybe uh, you know early fall and, uh, and and moving into the the winter. Uh, that's when we get into our more sp- football-specific programs. Um, as I uh, consult with the with the divas and other teams around the world, um, you know I have them. I, I almost all, all of my I have them do a workout that, that's commonly referred to as the NFL Combine workout, and and, and it is as it states. Um, it is a uh, it is what you you could call a, a NFL style program uh, with a combination of your basic weightlifting, uh, Olympic lifts, and um, you know that everybody's familiar with nowadays. Um, and of course, you know with stretching, conditioning, you know, uh, in there as well. Uh, and this brings us up to after that second twelve, it should be about twelve weeks out from uh, the start of, of of training camp. And I almost always have the football players, especially. Uh, do a program that's akin to boxing conditioning because that's one of the first things they're going to do when they hit the field. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of conditioning, um, you know, and, and really helping enhance their, their movements at this point. You know, hopefully by that point we're over any injuries and ailments. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, and so, and so we're working on, you know, speed, coordination, along with strength and power. We're not, you know, we're not throwing that away just for, you know, for, for these, but, um, you know, we're getting them into a, um, a movement mode because one of the more important things that you can do as an athlete is be able to move better. And so mobility is stress as well as strength and as well as power and be able to move and jump and run and all those things. And I, I know I'm being very general here, but, you know, that's, that's basically your, you know, again, we covered about nine months. We go into the season. And in the season is when we do basic strength and power as well because I think the number one thing that a player can do during the season uh, is get stronger. And when you get stronger, you can recover from uh, injury and, or, or, you know, recover from, from games better. Um, you know, you, you, you're still able to keep some of those movement patterns uh, fresh. And, um, you know, it's, and, and, and you have a good chance of becoming a better player as the season goes along. So um, that's very basic, very general, but that is the, uh, you know, the, uh, the basic scenario for your off-season program. So now a player, do you recommend getting, having them get a personal trainer? Or do you think the program in their their team's organization will provide all that? Well, I would say, in my experience in the uh, WFA, obviously you have a lot of different scenarios. But first, yes, if it's possible, get yourself a good qualified strength and conditioning coach. Um, I wouldn't necessarily go, and, and there is there there is a difference, you know, between a you know what, what you what we know as a, as as what would be a typical personal trainer in a um, uh, in a big box gym, and a, a strength and conditioning coach. Now, you know, they can be one and the same as well because, you know, our, our, our education expands as we go along, you know. So, um, but I would get somebody who has some experience, um, not just only working with athletes. If it's preferable, you know, someone who actually played on top of that as well. I mean, that's not always a, uh, you know, the best case scenario, but 
you know, somebody who's been there. Um, you know, of course, here in the Washington, D.C. area, we have a whole a plethora of people that I uh, network with, you know, uh, in, in and around the area who have, have done just that, including myself. Um, and, uh, you know, I would say yes, absolutely. Uh, I think, if you know, if, if you have the opportunity and you have the resources that give yourself a good qualified strength and conditioning coach, that would be ideal. So since some of them may not know sports-specific training, in particular football, so would their strength mm-hmm. and power be pretty much the same, or do they need to focus more on their, you know, their positions, or can they just deal with that? Well, again, if we're talking best-case scenario, um, it would be a little bit of both. I mean, uh, because, um, you know, the game of football, and this is the same, uh, you know, with, with, with the women as it is with, uh, with these, you know, with the so-called men's game now, the players are getting bigger, stronger, faster, more skilled, you know, because now it's not unusual to be going up against somebody, you know, on your opposite team who's played now five, six, seven, eight years or so. Um, and I would say be as comprehensive as possible. I think, um, you know, again, you know, coming out of that, you know, that, that period of the week or two out, uh, out of the season, um, yeah, you know, you, you, you emphasize the strength and power because what you're doing basically is you're sort of um, – uh, for lack of a better phrase, not trying to sound too smart here, um, is that you are reorienting, you are rebuilding and repairing the muscle and tendons and joints and even bones to a degree, you know, that have taken some wear and tear during the season. You know, so um, it's not just strength and power. I mean, strength and power with a purpose in mind. You know, and so, and then of course, when you move into that more football-specific program in that second 12-week period, then that's when you are really you know, uh, focusing on strength and power from the standpoint of being a better, you know, um, athlete in regards to to, uh, to football. So to answer your question, not necessarily just strength and power, not just skill. You want to have a little bit of both. We want to be able to, you know, over the course of a week, you should spend, you know, again, a minimum of two, maybe a maximum of five strength workouts a week. And, you know, obviously they're going to be what's called periodized or, or, uh, or, uh, or um, you know, they're going to be segmented into body groups. Um, but and then you know another two to three times a week on conditioning and skill training. So you know again, this, that's the best case scenario. Now, how long should they be working out for? You say two times, three times a week. How long per session, and how how should they stagger that? That's a great question. And of course, you know you can ask five different people, and you know in, in the business and get five different answers. I've come to find that the uh, that the shorter, more intense uh, workouts work best, and there are ways of taking even high volume workouts and making them, uh, you know, obviously shorter. Um, uh, most of uh, of the athletes that I work with and consult with, um, I want to keep that, particularly the strength workout, under an hour, uh, preferably between anywhere between 20 and 45 minutes, depending on what we're working on. Uh, obviously, we want to give plenty of rest time between, you know, if we're working what I like to call a set rep, set rep, uh, you know, a scenario. Um, you know, circuit train whenever feasible. You know, that's when you put more than one exercise together. Um, that obviously, particularly if you have, like, opposing movements, and I say opposing movements would be like, uh, make, to keep it simple, like a bicep curl, a tricep push down, um, you know, maybe uh, a bicep cable curl and a dip, you know, if you can put those two together. Um, you know, that is where you start to even not, not only just get stronger, but you're also conditioning your body and your joints for the different scenarios that you're going to see on the football field. So um, in general, the workout should be between 20 and 40 minutes. Your conditioning workouts, again, the same, basically, you know, depending on, 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 on the volume that you're working, you know, um, 
the days are gone where you're just going to just grind for, for, you know, one or two hours. A study after study has shown that that can lead to more problems than it can solve. So what about nutrition, you know, eating before workout, mm-hmm. eating after workout, and then when you're actually playing, eating after practice? How, how does that? Well, um, I know that having uh, worked with and being around, uh, you know, some, some pretty high-level athletes, and particularly the more what I call the professional that they become, you know, when they find out that when, when, it, when, it, when it, you know, say a young person understands that, uh, okay, I have a good chance of maybe doing this as a career or I have a you know, profession, I know I'm going to get involved with this uh, for a long time, nutrition becomes more and more important. We like they get them, you know, started on as soon as possible. Um Let's just say in season, you know, there's nothing really, you know, for, for the most part, unless you have certain dietary concerns, like, you know, diabetic or something like that. There's nothing really fancy about it. Basically, you want to have a good balance uh, between proteins and carbohydrates. Um, I think the one thing that particularly uh, that younger athletes need to learn how important fruits and vegetables are. You know, these are what we call the, uh, you know, the, uh, the basics of, uh, of uh, energy foods. Um, and here's something that I, you know, that I'm going to say that might be a bit, uh, you know, controversial when it comes to the women. Most of the women athletes, and particularly football players, you know, that I've worked with, don't eat enough. You know, there's, um, you know, there's, you know, again, it's, and, and, and when I talk about high, you know, calorie uh, uh, meal plans, I'm not talking about basically you know, just eating anything you want. Obviously, again, as we talk about, we want a good balance. We want to eat as clean as we can. Uh, but I, I mean, it's, you know, it, it actually is amazing that. Throughout the course of a week, you know, they're going to be expelling uh, just an enormous amount of calories and not taking it enough. I mean, because I think what we have done, and I say we as a culture have done with female athletes, you know, we've just sort of, you know, drove this whole thing that, you know, you don't want to eat too much, don't want to get too big, don't want to get too much of this, that, and whatnot. And uh, to a degree, many are just, you know, um, uh, gassed, you know, by the time they get to the middle of the season because they've taught their metabolism to slow down because they don't, you know, you know don't eat enough. That's the last thing you want to have. You have your metabolism blasting by the time you hit the field, you know. So, um, and, and I think that the meal plan is going to stay basically the same, you know. You know, whether you're, you know, off season or in season, um, you know, there's certain things you can do. You can prepare, you know, before game time. I say like, you know, two days out, uh, you know, at least you want no refined sugar at all. You know, that doesn't mean you don't take in sugar, but I'm saying it's as far as the process or so what's called the white sugar. Um, you know, make sure your body is clean of that as much as possible because, again, that opens up uh, the energy pathways from your good nutrients so that uh, you can even have that uh, energy on demand uh, uh, game time. But other than that, I mean, your meal plan stays pretty solid, nice and nice solid balance between proteins, carbohydrates, and, again, when you break it down, uh, leafy green vegetables should be, uh, you know, the, the norm. But I think, you know, basically keep your, your vegetable intake uh, colorful as it were because the more colors, obviously, the more the more nutrients you're getting in. So, like, you know, radishes, carrots, uh, you know, um, whatever you get your hands on, you know, as far as, far as vegetables go. Um, but at the same time, you know, ladies, make sure that you're eating enough, you know, that you, that you feel nourished almost every day. Now, will they be losing anything out of that? You know, they're not eating properly. Are they going to be losing muscle or it's not uh... – I guess uh, affecting them the way it nor- normally would if they're eating properly. Well, I would say that um, you know again, that, and this is not the same for every athlete. I mean, can't, you know, you can't put every, any, anybody into a box. Some people operate better with a you know with, with a lower lower caloric value. This is things that sometimes we find out through uh, through trial and error. But in general, um, if you're not taking enough, you know, let's say overall calories, 
then you're going to be sacrificing and more likely you will be losing muscle. Uh, you know, um, we, uh, for instance, like uh, uh, I know that uh, a player with the Divas, I'm not going to name the person, but she, um, she actually was bodybuilding late in the season in 2015. That was a championship year. And it was tough because, you know, uh, bodybuilding uh, is not, you know, obviously it is one of the hardest sports to be good at. And, you know, I applaud anybody who, who wants to take it on. But it's not, it's not necessarily about being healthy. It's about, it's about looking good, you know, for that 48-hour period during the show. You know what I mean? So uh, she was having some trouble, you know, as, as she was leading up to the, the show because the show was, was happening right about, the, you know, the near, near the end of the playoff run. And she actually missed a game in part because of that, you know, because of, uh, of being carb-depleted. Uh, and, uh, you know, so uh, – and that's an extreme case. But the thing is, is that um, – you know that for the most part, you know that that, that particularly you know particularly during the season, uh, you know the, the caloric value should be uh, pretty high. I mean, it should be high, but also balanced. Um, you know, it's awfully hard to, to get fat eating vegetables. It, it is. It's just difficult. I mean, you, you can find ways, but it is awfully hard doing that. Um, so if you're, you know, let's just say if you're if if you're uh, a lineman, for instance, and you know it's not unusual now to see linemen in the uh, WFA who are. Uh, who are, are nearly six feet and you know uh, you know topping nearly 300 pounds or so, and you know and, and, and with pretty good muscle mass on top of that as well. So, you know that athlete might be close to you know I, I might put a meal plan together that might be uh, close to 6,000 calories a day, you know for that for that, that, that athlete. I mean if you know obviously if if if, if it's feasible, um, and you know that sounds like a lot, but it really isn't. Um, uh, you know, depending on how you, how you space, I say you know six thousand calories a day. That's six thousand calories for, for for one for one meal. Um, so it's um you know it, it's uh it, it, it's it's a very delicate science. I mean you know because you know it, it, it is very individualized. You know what I mean so you know as as I as I consult with teams and athletes, I have to consider these things. But you know in answer to your question, um you know there's a danger. Yeah, and losing muscle. You lose muscle, you know, you're not going to be able to perform as well as as, as you could be. I think that's pretty a simple fact. Now, you mentioned, you know, the first 12 weeks they're going to be dealing with strength and power, and the second 12 weeks mm-hmm. you mentioned speed. Now, is there, like, resistance mm-hmm. training, flexibility training, cardio, all that? Yeah, well, um, yeah, and this is, uh, uh, when you get down to the nuts and bolts of this, uh, here is, uh, if I can get more specific, um, here here is what here is what I do. I mean, and I you know because um, uh, that's that's the easiest way to answer the question here. Right? Um, I get I get a, you know an evaluation on the athlete. The athletes do the self evaluation because I do all of this on on online with, with the majority of them, and so you know they they give me some basic performance information. You know how many push ups they can do in a minute, how many sit ups they can do in a minute, uh, maybe pull ups there as well. Whether you know maybe some max reps on top of that as well, they can do it. And then, and then I put together a plan, all right? And there's, and there's, there's basically three aspects. You, you do have the strength, which you're going to probably spend most of your time on. You have a speed, agility, and quickness, uh, and conditioning. Now, not necessarily done all at the same time, all right? Um, when it comes, because, you know, speed, agility, and quickness can enhance your conditioning, but it's not conditioning overall. Conditioning basically is doing things that are football-specific, which is mostly sprinting, um, you know, hill runs, uh, you know, we can include a little bit of agility in that, but that's basically, you know, you know, the conditioning is about the conditioning, you know what I mean? So, um, and, you know, and obviously the, uh, the, you know, because of the, 
of, of the particulars of the WFA that are, you know that you know that a, a, a young lady, for instance, is going to be working more likely. So we have to study. You know, we have to be able to allot the time properly. But those are you know, and then and then flexibility. What I, what I've done is I put together a program where they're working on this every day. Um, and I have a basic stretch program that I recommend that every athlete you know do at night before bedtime. And the reason why I have them do that is because, again, that helps, you know, much in the same way that yoga helps open up the body, opens up the circulation, uh, and can help, um, you know, the, uh, uh, help, help, help that person, um, uh, for lack of a better phrase, relax, as it were. Um, I come to find that, and, you know, and, and then the athletes that, that I work with come to find that they sleep a whole lot better. If you sleep better, you're recovering better, you're building muscle better, you're more likely going to breathe better the next day, and you're going to be able to um, perform better. So the three aspects are strength, their speed, agility, quickness, conditioning, and flexibility. What about running? I know a lot of players don't well, like to run, say, only, but only on the field. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so, well, so you got those who like to run, and, you know, those are the most dangerous because those are the ones who, who, uh, who, who do, like, a lot, a lot of long-distance running. And – um, when I say running, really, for a football player, I mean, the number one, you know, uh, skill, you know, that, 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 well, I mean, there's all kinds of skills, obviously, that, you know, that, that, that a, um, a football player needs in his or her set. But it's going to be sprinting. Sprinting is going to be the most important skill that you can, uh, you can work on. And, of course, as far as, far as conditioning goes. Um, nothing wrong with doing an occasional long run, you know, because that general – Conditioning and endurance, you know, is not necessarily a bad thing. But there are too many players, and I see this at the high school levels more than anything else, where they don't necessarily have a structured program where, you know, you have guys out here just running, you know, I mean, they're running three miles, you know, three or four times a day, you know, a week. And um, it's counterproductive. It's not, you know, as a matter of fact, it could make you slower as, you know, as an athlete on, 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 on the field because you're not developing those, those fast twitch fibers or um, this mysterious thing that, that's called a uh, exciter nerve that runs uh, from your knee all the way up to your hip, but it's very integral in developing in the, uh, in, in, uh, this is going to sound kind of spooky, the cellular communication uh, between your different um, uh, muscle groups. Um, and that's not developed when you do a lot of long distance running. Uh, your number one thing you can do is, would, would be sprinting. Um, I, I, you know, I, I usually put together a standard sprint program for, for a football, and, and, uh, and it's, uh, it's very adjustable, you know, as per the athletes. But there's, you know, seven basic uh, sprints that I have them do. There's, um, you know, there's, there's uphill sprints, downhill sprints, uh, straightaway sprints, a little bit of, uh, you know, like uh, what's called a tuck jump, which is where you, you jump, you lift your knees up to your chest and down on the ground. A few of those and accelerate into a, a short sprint there as well. Um, uh, you know, sprint at uh, different angles, you know, maybe do a little bit. Again, it's not, it's not the same as the agility work, but just, you know, to, to, to get a, a more football-specific feel. Um, and then some medium, you know, length sprints, like uh, some occasional 200-meter sprints, and, uh, you know, just so that, that the athlete can work on accelerating and then working under duress. You see, you, you work under that, um, you know, where, where you're already tired, as it were, uh, and that's one of the ways that you, you know, that, you know that, that, that you help build that kind of endurance. But majority of it should be sprinting. And, again, these workouts should be very short. I mean, again, it should be less than an hour, allowing plenty of time for rest and, you know, water breaks and all that. But, you know, you don't necessarily – I know, you know, that, that you hear about, you know, the, you know the, the, this term, the grind, has come up. 
you know, quite a bit. And it is. I mean, I'm not talking about you. It's just devoid of work. You're just working a little smarter now. It just shows that, I mean, study after study has shown that, um, and, uh, and, and about every bit of evidence that I've seen has shown that you do not have to kill yourself, whether, you know, in, the, in any one of these aspects. You want to challenge yourself, but not kill yourself out there. You mentioned water. Now, some of these players like their little sports drinks, like, you know, like their energy drinks and, you know, the Gatorade. Yeah. What would you recommend? Oh boy. Okay. Well, um, you know, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not going to try to ruin any of the business for the Coca-Cola company that puts you know, the Gatorade out there. But um, again, the evidence has shown that uh, that again. Now we'll, we'll start there. That even the uh, the the newly formulated Gatorades are not the best for you uh, to really get you hydrated. Um, uh, because there's still there's still way too much sugar in it. Even though you know that you know the cats off, they've done a pretty good job of reducing the sugar. There's still too much, and there's actually too much sodium in there as well. Uh, the old Gatorade formula was a, was a perfect marketing ploy because you know you had they had so much sodium in there. It wasn't long before you were thirsty for another Gatorade. You know, um, but uh, it, it's still even with the new formulations, uh, it's just not. It's just no replacement for just water. I mean, it simply is that, um, uh, and, and, and you know, and I say this because I like the occasional Gatorade myself. You know, what I mean, you know, uh, but not necessarily for performance, not not during workouts, um, and, uh, and you know, maybe put post workout every once in a while, but regularly, you know, it should be water, water. I mean, that's basically you know, and I say water, water because I'm quoting some of the coaches I've talked to that. You know that that uh, you know that that, that simply stress that, and the energy drinks are generally a major no-no. Um, and I'm sure that many have heard this before, but you know, they're full of caffeine. Um, you know that uh, I don't know if folks remember 15 years ago that the federal legislation has been overturned. You know, so there are a few of those that have the uh, you know have the ephedra in there, which is a, a Chinese herb that basically jacks up your adrenal gland, purges it, and uh, causes your heart rate to go up. And obviously, you know, you're, it's supposed to be, you know, supposed to boost your metabolism and your energy. And, and it does boost your energy. But when, it, when your adrenal gland is purged, it takes a long time to uh, re- 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 refurbish it, as it were. And, you know, there's a good chance you could end up, end up, end up crashing, as it were, which means that you don't have as much energy in the fourth quarter as you do in the first. You know, so... Um, and I, I know I know plenty of great players at all levels who have you know pretty much live on these things. You know what I mean? Um, and listen, I know I, I've you know I've, I've I've used it, and you know it makes you feel good, you know, because it raises your endorphins on it. But the problem is that you know, just like a drug, and you know, and I think to a degree it is um, that uh, you you will come off of it, and you, and you might come off of it when you need that extra energy in the fourth quarter. You know, so I wouldn't take any chances with it. And what about like uh, the bars that they that they? Well, just yeah, yeah, and uh, there are man, there there are, there are thousands of different types. I would um, I tell you what, well, I would I would recommend any athlete who wants to use one, which is which is there's absolutely nothing wrong with them, you know, particularly the protein bars. Um, look at the sugar content, um, and usually, unfortunately, this is this is kind of a catch twenty two, uh, the the better nutritionally that a bar is, it probably doesn't taste quite as good <laughs> because it doesn't have quite as much. 
there's not quite as much sugar and salt in there, you know. So, um, but you know, it, you know, again, here's here's what happens with when when you have a, um, and, and I'm sure that many of the athletes listening right now have heard this before, that when you have that sugar into your system, all right, your body releases insulin to break it down. You see, it doesn't use its, its regular stomach acid as it would with uh, with other foods. When it needs insulin to break down sugar. Well, to make a long story short, the problem with insulin when it's, when it's released, uh, and what, what's good about it, obviously it does it. It does its job. But um, to simplify it, it simply it, it, it distracts the body from an energy standpoint to, to where it, um, it has to deal with this, with this sugar intake, all right, which means that you are going as an athlete, and maybe, again, during game time, you're going to have less energy to work with right, because you're dealing with the sugar, which can take hours you know, in some cases, with full-grown adult athletes who want to be broken down and to be utilized for the energy that we, we will have later. Now, post-workout, you know, you're probably going to be okay. You know I mean, if you have, like, an eight-hour period between workouts, you know, then, you know, the, the bar you know, after the workout is probably going to be okay, even if it is a little bit high in sugar. But I would look at the sugar content. Um, and, you know, once you get above – you know, uh, 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 um, um, eight milligram or eight—I'm sorry, eight, eight grams of sugar—and with the bar, that usually is about maybe four or five ounces. Um, then chances are you're getting too much. You know, once you—you know—I I know some of these bars have 15 and 20 grams of sugar, and you know that's just going to keep your body busy when you when you're going to need that energy for something else. So the bars aren't bad. Um, you know, you just have to be careful when you have them. Okay. Now, you had mentioned that you, you do locally for the DC Divas. What about, you said you also do worldwide. So let's just say mm-hmm. somebody in California wanted to talk to you and get a, a you know, an evaluation. How would you go about doing that? Well, this is one of the things I'm, I've, been, I've been most excited about. Since um, 1999, I uh, hooked up with a company owned by a by one of these guys who's known as, uh, you know, I know he hates the word, but he's one of the uh, Internet marketing gurus. Um, but uh, he developed a program uh, which is called the Fitness Generator, and I've been using it since then. Uh, and, uh, and, as, and I was doing this as, as, as a personal trainer. And it basically um, uh, using, you know, some, some, some really powerful online training tools, uh, we're able to take some information, you know, basically, you know, the information that, that the athletes and, uh, and uh, you know, and, and fitness enthusiasts provide, and we, uh, we, we design a custom program for that person. So uh, let's say, like, first of all, I'll, I'll use a real-world scenario. Um, I had a guy in, uh, in Australia who was, a, um, who, was, who was a surfer who I trained online for about a year, and, uh, you know, he, wanted, he, was, he was about to hit the pro circuit. I think he was a teenager at the time. And, um, uh, you know, so I had him do an uh, evaluation where basically it was, it was very simple stuff. You know, he does, you know, he does three exercises, uh, squat, bench press. Uh, maybe, I'm sorry, maybe that four. Uh, squat, bench press, there's a sit-up and a push-up. Um, and with the squat, you basically take a weight uh, of which that you can complete 20 good reps or less, all right, with the 20th one maybe being difficult to do. Same thing with the bench press. Um, you know, as many uh, 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 push-ups you can do in a minute and 15 seconds. Uh, sit-ups, sometimes crunches, depending on, you know, on the health of the athlete. Uh, you can do it, again, in 75 seconds as well. There's some other things, too, like, uh, you know, power cleans for the more advanced athletes, uh, uh, pull-ups as well in there as well. So, there's, you know, we can get pretty deep with it. But if I have those, those basic four, 
then I can uh, design and deliver a program to them, which is delivered um, uh, on, online. It's uh, it's pretty detailed. You know, we have exercise descriptions, uh, videos. Um, you know, and of course, you know, feedback is is is, is uh, essential. Um, they, get, they get email or contact with me. Uh, they get the, the, you know they, they call me as well. You know, I do I do weekly uh, 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 online uh, the webinars for, for you know for the athletes to answer questions as well. You know, so. It's kind of like uh, having a personal trainer, but I'm not actually there yelling at you constantly. No. <laughs> so, how much would something like that run if a player was interested? Well, you know, you can, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of different programs and apps out there. I'll just give you the U.S. Sports Online Strength and Conditioning Systems uh, cost is, um, yeah, I have, I have two plans. It's basically uh, you get it free for the first seven days, and then it's uh, $14.99 per month, or you can sign up for a whole year, which I usually recommend because it's a little less, for $140. And, um, you know, what it boils down to. And, again, you know, it doesn't matter how often you, you, you work out. Uh, you know, you can work out twice a week or six times a week. Um, you know, we'll, we'll design and deliver the full program for you for that, uh, you know, for for, uh, you know for, for that price. The important thing, though, um, is I need, to, I, need, I, need to, I need to just point this out here because uh, this kind of thing isn't for everybody. See, because athletes are used to responding to coaches that are there, all right? It might sound like a good idea, and it might sound good for the, the, the economy, but I actually I don't recommend this for everybody. You got to understand that you are going to be you're going to have to initiate much of this. The reason why it doesn't cost the same as it would be training with me, which would be, uh, you know, like uh, depending on how often you're training. I mean that, uh, which would be like up, up to up to seven hundred fifty dollars a month. The reason is because you are initiating the action. You are going to your gym, your favorite workout place. So. If you're the kind of athlete that's a self-starter that can follow instructions, that will stick with a program, especially when you don't have somebody constantly, you know, um, on your back, as it were, then this will be for you, all right? You know, but, if, you know, because if you need that coach, you need that there, then I would opt to go ahead on and see if you can find, you know, a good one-on-one or maybe even a group training uh, a scenario that will uh, work for you. But, you know, like I've, I've, um, I, I, I've, I've lost count of the number of, of athletes I've trained over the years, but I think it's in about you know maybe two or three thousand. I think you know that I've been able to uh, you know work with uh, in, in varying sports. It's, most of them are football players, because that's what I'm most familiar with. So I, that's you know that's that's who I network with. But um, uh, you know it's, it's it's a very interesting you know thing that that, that, that has come out of the uh, the uh, the uh, internet age, and um, you know I'm I'm glad to be you know one of the well, one one of the first you know to uh, to be able to provide it and. Uh, Still doing it you know, all this time here as well, and uh, and 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 it, and it and it allows me to be able to share this and get a good solid training program to an athlete who may not be able to afford it or might not be feasible, you know, for them. And you know, at least I know there that that athlete is going on the right path, can perform better in a position not to be injured, which was really their, our our, our uh, number one job, and to be healthy for uh, for years to come. Well, they can use it also in conjunction with a personal trainer. Maybe they don't. They just need somebody mm-hmm. once in a while, but then they have your program, couldn't they? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I have, I have a lot of, uh, of athletes and uh, who, who I like to call fitness warriors uh, who do that as well. Uh, you know, where they um, and I even I even make up programs for entire teams as well. Um, that's that's what I did with the uh, with, with, with the with the Adidas, you know. But they're all individualized programs. Um, mm-hmm. We even have a, a team training, um, uh, you know, uh, like, like for instance, there was, uh, there was a couple years ago, um, I did programs for the entire athletic department for a small college in South Carolina. So that was, that was 150 athletes. Uh, they all had individualized programs. Um, 
and uh, it was a lot of work, but it was it was certainly fun to do. Um, and uh, and and uh, you know, and so now 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 under that scenario, just so that you know, maybe if any coaches are listening right now, want to use the service, um, you know, there is a uh, you know there's a discount. Basically, you have ten or more athletes, and you know, I want to I want to be able to make it feasible for everybody. You know, it's basically five dollars per month per per athlete if you have ten or more. So. Um, and uh, yes, absolutely. You can, you can use that in conjunction with your training. As a matter of fact, you know that that might be, you know, when I say you know, those are things, a perfect scenario. But that would be as close to the perfect scenario as as, as you can get there. Because, you know, when um, I know that uh, that when I was a trainer before I started using this system, you know, it was tough having that, you know, guy gal who I saw once a week, and then be able to write down on a spreadsheet or be able to write down, you know, say, okay, here's what you're going to do. Because one of the things with uh, you know with, with this online system now is that we have built-in, and then we have abilities to adjust and put progressions in. And that's a whole, a whole other show unto itself because the progressions, which is not always just more weight, but, you know, the, you know, the, the ways that you can, you can help an athlete progress, uh, that's how you get better year in and year out. You know, I mean, that's how you are able to, uh, you know, become a better athlete. I use Tom Brady as a prime example. Now, I'm not, I'm not training, but what, what I'm saying is that, you know, he has, and, you know, from what little we have gotten from his from his program, and you know, the, you know the, the, the the Patriot way is very secretive, you know, and rightfully so. But um, he has adjusted completely as 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 an athlete overall. I think the reason why he's staying healthy and healthier every single year is because of these things he's doing now. You know, he's um you know he's doing a lot of out of the box things that he wasn't doing earlier in his career, or even the Patriots are doing earlier in his career. You know, because that's that 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 is a type of progression. You know. You find out where your weaknesses are. You work on your weaknesses. You work to your strengths, and then you know we uh, you know we progress from there. And you know, and and, and that's how uh, that, that that's where the feedback comes in. You know, I mean, I, I need athletes too who who are going to talk to me, who are going to contact me. You know, to, you know, there's no such thing as an autopilot. You know, on, on this, you know, because I have to be able to adjust the progress as we go along. And I, you know, I've been very fortunate to be able to work with quite a few who have uh, who have done just that, and you know, seen some pretty good dust of success. So, how would that somebody get in touch with you? Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, the easiest way is to go ahead and log on to, 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 to my website, which is uh, fitnessgenerator.com slash U.S. Sports Radio. That's fitnessgenerator.com slash U.S. Sports Radio. And right about the middle of the page, there's a contact form. We call it a fitness profile form. That's what it is. It's like, you know, there's like five lines. You know, you, get your, you, know, you put your name in there, your, your fitness goal. Um, you click send. That will send it to me. I'll get an uh, email alert. Uh, and then I'll get a basic idea of what you want to, you know, want to accomplish. Uh, then I'll contact you in 24 hours or less. That's our, that's our guarantee. And um, you know, then we'll start the construction of your, of, of your program. I'll give you access to the forms and, you know, and, and, and uh, be able to do the evaluation. Um, and then, you know, usually in, in, in normal scenarios, it takes about two days, you know, to get the, uh, the program together, um, you know, depending on how quickly I get the information from the, uh, the, the athlete. Uh, same thing with teams as well. Even like I said, even though I'm working with teams, every program is going to be customized for that particular athlete. And I think that's something that a lot of team training doesn't do very well. I mean, there there are obviously a few that do, but um, I, I've come to find that's extremely important because you have you know all kinds of different. You know, you may have two quarterbacks on your team, and uh, one is uh, six five, two 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 thirty, and you got another guy who's five eleven and one eighty, and uh, you know. And each one of them is going to have particular things that they're going to need to work on. You know, what I mean, uh, you know, to to, uh, to to get better. So, um, uh, you know, so every program is uh, is customized. So that's why that information is important. But 
in general, it takes about two days to get the program together. And, uh, you know, again, we, we fit it to uh, the athlete's goals, ability, and schedule. Um, and, uh, you know, then, uh, you know, then, then we, uh, we start that, that long process to becoming better. I want to thank you, Nate, for coming on the show today. See, it took less than three hours. I know you could we could talk more, but, you know, we kind of oh, yeah. had the basics of, you know, preparing for next season. And I, I think you gave us a, a rounded um, way of looking at things. I, I want to thank you sure, so much for coming on the show. All right. Well, thank you. You know, you know so it's always a pleasure talking to you. And I hope to see you out there on the circuit in 2018. Yes. <laughs> okay, Nate, you take care now. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Thank you, Bob. Bye-bye. Okay, that was Nate Lewis of actually U.S. Sports Radio, also a personal trainer for over 35 years. And if you heard him talk about uh, getting fit, you can go to fitnessgenerator.com forward slash U.S. Sports Radio, and he could put a program together for you. And I'll actually put that information on the website, radio.jchawks.com. Okay, I wanted to play a clip uh, on team ownership. This is actually uh, Coach Dion Lee. I don't know if any of you know who Coach Dion Lee did. Uh, he, put, he used to have a show called Four Quarters with Coach Lee, and he put out um, some information on team ownership. And I think this is a valuable tool and valuable information for anybody that's thinking about being a team owner, you know, the cost. So he goes into pretty much detail. So it's about a 16-minute clip, and uh, I'll be back after the, after the clip. So let's move on to the third quarter. Third quarter is uh, a little educational quarter. You know, I, I had my buddy Aubrey Duncan call me today, and he was talking, and I've been talking, and I've gotten a couple of emails. Uh, it's actually a topic that's already on the name board, talking about uh, teams in your backyard, starting up in your backyard, and reasons why they start and whatever. But I'm not going to really go there. I'm just going to go to the point where, you know, Ownership. What is it like? You know, I am fortunately unfortunate to be the CEO and head coach of the Las Vegas Showgirls. So I, I have double duties. But as far as being the owner, you know, it's not as easy as it may appear. It's not as easy as one may think. It's not as easy as just putting five dollars up and thinking that oh, I can start a team. Or it's not as easy as putting up, you know, whatever the league fees are to start a team. There's a lot of a lot of things behind being an owner of a women's football team, a semi-pro football team, or whatever type of football team. But the bottom line is you got to have two things. you got to have ducats, moolah, money, and you got to have a marketing plan, and you got to be able to speak on that a marketing plan and get people to buy into your program. Uh, yeah, you know, as, as I start working this out, this is this will be my this is the end of my fourth year. And to be honest, I have spent so much money, uh, personal money, on promoting women's football, not only just for my team but for the na- nation of women's football players out there. Uh, so it's not an easy task. You know, you're looking at somewhere in the range of thirty-five to easily $50,000 that you're going to put into this thing if you're going to do it right. For those who don't do it right, you might put in 1500 to 5000 bucks and think that you're doing it. 
but that ain't that ain't it, you guys. You know, like I said, it's not as easy as one may make it look. It's not as easy as one makes it appear, and it's definitely not easy on the pocketbooks. Um, you know, as I talk to a couple of owners out there and 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 hear some of the people who want to be owners, they they can be McDonald managers. Ain't nothing wrong with working at McDonald's uh, or Burger King manager, or Pizza Hut manager who want to get into the women's football game or semi-pro game and think that they're making money, you're wrong. Um, you know, like I said, I'm a realist. You know, if you want to count dollars and cents, um, we can do that. You know, the bottom line, it takes about $350 to suit a player uh, from head to toe with equipment, uh, practice equipment and game equipment, and that's pretty cheap at $350. Bucks. Uh, you, do, you do that times, what, 30 players? You know, that that that's a lot of money. You know, <clears throat> and I'm always telling people, you know, it, you know, well, we'll make them buy this and buy that. Everybody ain't got the money to buy this and buy that. The owners got to come out of the pocket and and do some things as well, or else you will not succeed as a team. Um, but like I said, you know, 350 bucks to suit a, a player up, and you got like I said, 30 30 players. You know, just just to get started, you're already talking about ten thousand five hundred dollars, and that's just to suit them up. You know, uh, I've talked to teams, talked to owners. Some owners pay twenty to twenty five dollars an hour using practice facilities. Others, you know, get to use the facilities, you know, as much as they want for a thousand bucks. But you know, that's another thousand bucks. So you're looking at eleven thousand five hundred. And you haven't even played the game yet. You know, so you're 11.5. And we didn't even talk about incorporation or nonprofitization or whatever you're going to do to set your business entity up. You know, anywhere from 500 to another 1,500 to do that. So now you're looking at, what, 13,000? And you still haven't played a football game yet. The next thing is you got to you got to get out there and recruit. So you're going to spend another 1,000 bucks just in flyers. So there's fourteen thousand bucks, and you don't even have a team together yet. Now you play the game, and you spent fourteen grand. Then comes joining the league, and you can spend anywhere between two thousand to five thousand bucks to join the league. So again, you're already looking at twenty thousand dollars, and you ain't played the game yet. Thing you got to do is you got to find a home field, and there's some people that's paying anywhere between a thousand to twenty five hundred a, uh, a game at their field. And you do that times four, and I just use you know uh, what I use fifteen hundred as a good marker, fifteen hundred. So you're talking about six thousand dollars, and you hadn't even played the game yet. So you got twenty six thousand bucks already, and that's just that's soft numbers. I'm just letting you know putting in soft numbers in it. Then you got to travel to those other teams, uh, and if let's take the cheapest mode of transportation, rent a van. You're gonna need three vans, four vans, plus gas, you're looking at another thousand bucks. So that's four thousand on top of for your travel. So and, and that's being real cheap. We all know the buses cost anywhere between eighteen hundred and thirty six hundred easily. Some five thousand bucks buses. But you know, we're gonna do the van thing. So we already have thirty thousand dollars and we ain't even played the game yet. Uh you've got to talk about hotel stay. Uh, you're going to average, what, about 50 bucks a room. You're going to get 10 rooms, so you're looking at $500 plus tax. But I just keep it at 500 You're going to do that four times. 
So that's another $2,000. You're looking at $32,000. And he hasn't even played the game yet. Uh, now you're talking about advertisement. You're going to go to your local radio station and pay 100 bucks a commercial. you got to do more. You're going to do 10 commercials per game, 1000 bucks per game of airtime, times four home games. There's another 4000 Now you got, what, $34,000 or where am I, 36000 somewhere around there. I didn't lost my number because I ain't writing this down. And we haven't even played the game yet. Then you're talking about you got to buy the snacks for the snack shack. You're going to spend another $300 on hot dogs and stuff, hoping that you can make 900000 bucks off of that. You know, triple your profit, triple what you what you put in. But let's say $300, so that's another 1200 So now we're looking at, what, $38,000. And you guess what? Haven't even played the game yet. Once we play the game, we got to pay the refs. Uh, refs make anywhere between $75 to $100 a game. So let's just round it off to 100 bucks just to make it easy. Uh, both leagues, I think, require five referees. Uh, so that's 500 a game. Times four, another 2000 There you go, $40,000. $40,000, and you just played the game. Now, and that, those are false numbers, once again. You're talking about $40,000 just to get started. Okay? Then you flip that. Okay, how much money can I really make? Well, we know we didn't even talk about buying T-shirts to help promote your team. Uh, they, I can get T-shirts for three bucks a pop, you know, and sell them for ten. But let's say minimum order is a hundred, so there you go. There's another three hundred dollars. So I don't, even, I don't even count that. Let's just keep it at forty thousand dollars. How do we make the money back then? Well, you charge your, your players anywhere between two fifty to fifteen hundred, from what I heard. But. Uh, Let's just give it a, a, a nice round figure. Let's say you pay they, – they not only do they pay the 350 to buy their own uniforms, uh, they're going to pay $750. let us let us use 750 as a good example. Let's go 750 right? You got 750 How many women we got on the team? Uh, we, we were one of the exceptions. We had 43, 45, 48, somewhere around there. But let's say 30. Again, let's use 30 again. Use 30. And uh, you're talking about at $750 times 30, you got 22500 So you recouped half your money from your players. You recouped half. So right now you're 18000 in, in the hole. Now, what's the other way you make money? Snack bar. You probably clear 1000 bucks at the most, and that's a, that's a happening snack bar. So let's subtract 4000 more off of that. You're still looking at what, fourteen thousand, fourteen thousand five in the hole, and the other only way you can make money, the only other way you can make money is gate sales. And I've watched women's football for the last five years, and you know, ain't many teams averaging over five hundred people a game. It's not many at all. So let's go with the the true average women's football game attended game, two fifty, two fifty. Okay, we fourteen thousand in the hole. Let's say we get two hundred and fifty people to pay ten dollars, twenty two hundred and fifty. Twenty two, yeah, twenty two to twenty two five, twenty two fifty. There we go. If you multiply that by four home games, you're looking at ten thousand bucks, and you're still four thousand dollars in the hole. Still four thousand in the hole. 
don't make the playoffs unless you're going to have a home game. You know, we didn't even talk about a flight within that regular season. That was all fans, the cheap route. So as you can see, uh, it ain't easy. That's just the financial aspect. You know, it's, what about the marketing? What about the promotions? What about going out and, and talking to these businesses to help offset some things by getting these sponsors? You know, everybody's blaming the league for not doing anything, but what are the owners doing to find sponsors for their own team within their own region, within their own town? Blame a league for not having a major sponsor. You know, again, I, I always tell people all the time, my sponsor is looking for a, a tenfold. If I'm going to pay for a $50 ad, I'm expecting to get $500 in business from that $50 ad. That's the only way it's worth it for me. You know, if I pay a thousand bucks, I'm looking to make ten thousand off of that. If I put up a hundred grand, I'm looking to make a million bucks off of that investment. Remember, a sponsor in today's world is not really hammy gimme, here you go. It's a business partnership. It is something that's in return, it's a bartering service. I will give you this, this and this, you expose me to this amount of fans. But if you only getting two hundred and fifty fans to your game, and it's the same 250 fans, after your four games, you only had 250 fans come see you play. See, most people think, oh, that's 1,000 fans came to their game. No, it's the same 250. They don't want that, that, that same coupon, that same book, that media guide that you print one with all the sponsors in there. You only gave out 250 of them. You're not going to get a fresh 250 after each and every game. You hope to build on it. But the fact is, as an owner, you got to be there. Then you got to worry about the game day. You got to worry about security. We didn't talk about security costs. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't talk about you know game day operations. We didn't we didn't talk about an announcer. You know, there's a lot of things that we didn't even talk about add into that figure. But you know, we went with a forty thousand dollar figure, and we we still four or five thousand dollars short. You got to go out there and be politi- politically correct. You got to go and rub elbows with some of the top councilmen and councilwomen in your city and your town. You gotta rub elbows with the with the newspapers and the, the, the television news crew, you know, to get them to come and cover your games. You know, unless you're gonna hire somebody and there's not many people out there volunteering their time to be a publicist uh, or a PR rep or a marketing director for your team. So if you want the you get what you pay for, basically. So, again, if you want to go out and spend that money, then go do it. If you can go do it, then you need to go do it, you know. it got to be somebody out there 365 days a year promoting your team. And that's part of being the owner. That's what you are. I wear showgirl stuff consistently. I'm talking about daily. I got my, my big water jug with me. I got my hat. I wear my T-shirt. I got a little backpack. They got our logo on there. Um, I'm carrying media books with me. I got business cards on me. I am like Mr. Showgirl, you know, and, and that's how the owners have to be. It is not an easy task. And I didn't even mention that, you know, most most folks out there got a 40-hour-a-week 40, 40 job. So you got to be real motivated, you know, to, to push the envelope. And there's a bunch of teams out there starting up, you know, hey, to each their own, but it ain't easy. It ain't easy. My mama always told me, ain't ain't a word. And I'm like, yes, it is. If you can spell it, it's a word. But it ain't easy. You know, 
We got disgruntled players who think it is. And like I said, I'm not one who's against other teams starting up. I'm just talking about a topic that, you know, like I said, in, in, in talking with other owners, uh, talking with teams that have players who are leaving and going. Hell, I'm one team that has some players leaving and going. And I, I, I truly wish them the best of luck because I know how hard it is squared away and get it done. So, again, you know, hey, life is like that. Things are the way they are. But ownership is not that easy. I don't care if you own a McDonald's franchise. Running the women's football team is nothing like it. You can own a record label. You can see some similarities, but you ain't got to deal with 40, 50 attitudes each and every day, you know, trying to convince them that this is what they should be doing. So, you know, talk to those championship teams and and, and hear them and, and, and listen to their sacrifice that they had to go through in order to achieve what they achieved. That's why football is the ultimate sport. Because one person don't make a champion. It takes the whole team, from the from the, the tape person to the trainer to the physical therapist to the head coach to the assistant coach to the owners to the management to the fans. It takes a true family, a true network, a team working in harmony together in order to reach that physical stage of being a champion, you know, that's what it is. That what it be. And we are winding it up here. You're four quarters with Coach Lee here on Blog Talk Radio, Radio, Radio. Okay, that was Coach Lee, four quarters with Coach Lee. Uh, I don't know if you used to listen to his program on WFBTalk.com. You can actually listen to some of those uh, segments. And I'm actually going to play probably next week. Uh, what he did something on ticket sales and another another thing for owners to listen to. So I hope you got a chance to listen to this segment. I want to thank Nate Lewis for coming on the show. And for those that you were listening and didn't get the website that he was talking about, if you're interested in, in talking to him about putting together a program for, for you, go to www.fitnessgenerator.com forward slash US Sports Radio. Again, that's fitnessgenerator.com forward slash US Sports Radio. I want to thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Have a happy Monday, everybody. your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.